Colin, welcome back to Noah's Window. As we start a new week, we're going to actually go back to what we were talking about at the end of last week from 1 Corinthians chapter 15 because Mark has some more things that we want to talk about. Well, it was such a long chapter. There's mm -hmm. so much information here about life after death that I wanted us to just look at some of the beautiful things that are in this wonderful chapter. Paul is dealing with a real mess up in the church at Corinth because a lot of the people in that church were, were confused about the afterlife. And there was a reason why they were confused. There was, there was false doctrine in the church. And it was a problem throughout the end of the first century. And what had happened was a lot of people had claimed to accept Christ, but they had borrowed philosophy from the Greek Greek philosophers. And the name for what they believed was Gnosticism. They, were, they claimed to be superior. They claimed to have superior knowledge. But in what they taught, they said that there is not going to be anything material in the afterlife. So the idea of having a literal, touchable, physical body in the afterlife, they taught was false. And one thing that mockers often do is when they look at the Bible, they'll try to come up with some point that they can uh, make of seem absurd. You know, I, can God build a rock so big he, right. he, he can't lift it? Well, of course, that's a ridiculous construct. But that's, that's what people often do when they want to mock the Word of God. So one of the questions that the mockers had come up with in the book of 1 Corinthians uh, that Paul is addressing here was they were saying, well, what kind of body are we going to have? And if you don't know what kind of body we're going to have, how do you know that we're going to have a body in the afterlife? So Paul is going to deal with that question. Now, of course, we're not mockers. We're not Gnostics. We really do want to know everything we can know about the bodies that we will have in heaven. So let's just go in verse 35 where Paul says, how will the dead be raised? What kind of bodies will they have? And when he says, what a foolish question, he doesn't mean the question itself is foolish. He means the way the Gnostics were asking the question was foolish. Mm -hmm. But he said, when you put a seed in the ground, it doesn't grow into a plant unless it dies first. And what you put in the ground is not the plant that will grow, but only a bare seed of wheat or whatever you're planting. Well, the first answer that Paul gives us about the bodies that we're going to have in heaven is... They're far superior right. to the bodies that we have here. You know, I see a lot of corn, I uh, saw a lot of corn growing this summer. Well, you know, when you're dropping a few grains of corn into the ground to plant, it doesn't look like an ear of corn. The ear, of course, several ears are, are, are much more sophisticated. So what Paul is saying is the bare seed that gets planted in the ground, in other words, this human body that we will have, is far vastly inferior to the bodies that we're going to have in heaven. The second answer is in verse 38, when he says God gives it the new body he wants it to have. So, I mean, there you go, Gnostics. What kind of body will we have? Paul said, we're going to have the body that God wants us to have. Uh, that's a beautiful thought. Because, you know, if you think about how God suited our bodies for the environment on the earth, how is he going to suit those heavenly bodies into the environments that we're going to have in heaven? And then I, I think about this a lot, Mary Alice, because you and I, uh, especially thinking about our parents, we had elderly parents who, who were vibrant and full of energy in life. Your mom and dad both suffered strokes and because of that serious paralysis and they became quite frail at the end of their lives. Both my parents had dementia. I love this section of scripture for what it says about that. The Bible says it's the same way with the resurrection of the dead. Our earthly bodies are planted in the ground when we die, but they will be raised to live forever. Our bodies are buried in brokenness, but they will be raised in glory. They are buried in weakness, but they will be raised in strength. The Greek word there is dunamis. We get a word dynamite from that. So I'm going to be dynamite like dynamite. when I get to heaven. Yeah. They are buried as natural human bodies, but they will be raised as spiritual bodies. And then um, there's just a great 
verse here at, in verse 50 and 51 and uh, well just 50 and because 51 will save for tomorrow but I'd like to get your thoughts on these things Marielis. Paul says what I'm saying dear brothers and sisters is that our physical bodies cannot inherit the kingdom of God these dying bodies cannot inherit what will last forever sometimes we wonder why do God's people have to die but we have to understand it's not God's way of destroying us. I mean, the real person doesn't die. The real person goes on to be with God. But at the end of the day, no matter how good a shape our bodies may be in, and when people are young, there's the idea they're going to you know, live, live forever. forever. Mm -hmm. But the Bible says we cannot take these bodies to heaven mm -hmm. because, as a friend of mine said, it'd be like putting a, a jet engine in a Volkswagen. So what do you think about when you think about these verses that we've read today? I'm so encouraged and excited about the future, and, and there's so much comfort there. And uh, so many people will ask, you know, what what is our body going to be like? And and uh, the other thing that maybe you're going to address as well is um, there are some people that are teaching that when we die and we're buried, that we're sleeping in that body. Right. And and clearly, our spirit is just going to be relocating. That's right. Uh, but, the, but the new body that we get is exciting. And, and, and you know, it reminds me, too, when we talk about going, it always takes me back to the Garden of Eden. When God created Adam and Eve, they had a, a body that wasn't designed to age and to right. die. And we're going to be kind of going back to that. But it's exciting to me to just think about what has got, plan, got, uh, got planned that's well, going to be well, so marvelous. to your point, we don't sleep in the ground. The Bible says to be absent from the body is to be present with the mm -hmm. Lord. So we are not our bodies. We live in our bodies. But someday our spirits, our souls and spirits are going to be living in new bodies that God will have. And I just love the distinction. One more thing I like, and I'd love to get your thoughts on this. The Bible doesn't say that our bodies are buried. You know, look at verse 42. It says our earthly bodies are planted in the I ground. Love that. <laughs> There's a lot of difference between planting and burying. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I remember several years ago, I was driving to Hutchison because I had a funeral for a real sweet Christian person. I think they watched us on television and they asked if I would do the funeral. So I was driving to Hutch and on halfway somewhere in between, I can't remember where it was, but I looked over to my right and there was a cemetery and right next to it, there was a field of wheat. Mm. And I just thought about this particular verse. You know, the Bible tells us that for a child of God, the body is just planted. Like mm. if you plant something, you expect a crop. You expect something to come up. And that's kind of the theme of this entire chapter. What do you think about that? Oh, I think that's wonderful. And, and I think um, it's, it's something solid that we can look forward to, that we will have a new body when the resurrection takes place. But in the meantime... When, when we die in this, from this life, when, when our body is buried, this tent that the Bible calls it, and it's put in the ground, our spirits are ready with the Lord. Yeah. And, uh, but, but He does have something great planned for us. I, I just love God as a designer. Right. And yeah. I think as marvelous as this body is, even as it's been aging and you know, uh, dealing with the injuries that this world brings on it, you know, the, the uh, different poisons that we encounter and just the stresses and all those things. And yet God has a, a body planned for us that's going to be magnificent that we can't even really imagine. Do you know that science still doesn't know why we age? Uh, with all the things that science has, has ascertained, science cannot tell why we age. I mean, the best guess they can give is the telomeres, the little strands on the end mm -hmm. of the DNA molecule, get shorter. That's the only thing they can say. But I, I've always believed that aging is God's way of reminding us this body is temporary, mm -hmm. that we weren't meant to live here forever, you know. And I used to, we talked about this the other day, but I used to encourage my dad all the time because he, he would get down about being older and not being able to do the things that he used to do. And the real person inside 
is not aging. The Bible says this, this is in 2 Corinthians, which you're going to get to in book by book mm -hmm. uh, next month. Next month in September. And the Bible says, though our outward man is, is perishing, our inner person is getting stronger every day. Stronger every day. I, I love, love that. that. Yeah. <laughs> I love we'll pray for us today, Mary Alice. Yeah, let's pray. Oh, Father, thank you so much for having such a marvelous plan. Thank you for the bodies that you've given us to live in in this life. But thank you uh, for what you have planned in the future that we can only imagine. And just thank you for your attention to all the details and that you're holding our future in your hands and that we have such a um, confident uh, hope in what you have planned for us. Thank you for loving us that much, Father. And thank you for sustaining us in this life. Thank you for all the blessings that you lavish on us. And I think today, Father, of, of um, my own life and our family and our uh, Noah's Window family, all those that are watching and listening, Father, we're all facing challenges and it can be discouraging as we watch this life seem to dwindle down in this body but help us to remember what a, a fabulous future you have planned for us and to be confident in the hope of the resurrection that's coming and uh, and just to know that as much as we have experienced your love in this life you have even uh, greater plans for us in the future and i just pray that that'll be a comfort to our hearts i just pray that you be with each and every one watching and listening that whatever they're going to face today that you'd be with them that you would guide them that you'd wrap your arms of love around them draw them close to you so that they can hear your voice as you are giving them direction and bring wisdom and comfort and whatever is needed in each and every life and we're going to give you all the glory and the praise for all the answers that we are confident you will bring and we ask all this in jesus name amen thank you for praying for us mary alice and i'm going to finish out my thoughts on first corinthians 15 tomorrow and paul has an exciting surprise for his audience that they didn't know about we're going to get into that tomorrow we'll see you soon god bless see you soon